and welcome to Natural Health Simplified, where we help you cut through the noise and provide simple science-based strategies to help you live a healthy life. I'm Pam Stone, and as always, Leslie Braun, Director of Blackmore's Institute, is joining us today on the line. Hi, Leslie. How are you? Yeah. Hi, Pam. Nice to talk to you. And so what are we going to be talking about today? We're going to talk about a problem that many of us have struggled with from time to time, and that is getting a good night's sleep. Yes, sleep and well-being certainly do go hand in hand, and it is a big problem. In fact, I've been reading recently that around about a third of us have at least mild insomnia. Leslie, there are a range of natural sleep supplements on the shelves out there, but is there any evidence to support natural sleep remedies? There's actually been a lot of research in this area, as you would imagine, because people are looking for safe and effective natural treatments that don't have side effects. And from all of this effort, there's been a few stars that have emerged. The first one I want to talk about is an amino acid called glycine that's been scientifically investigated and has shown to be um, very effective in improving both sleep quality and length of sleep. I also want to talk about three herbs because herbal teas and other herbal preparations are really popular for sleep as well. And the three I want to talk about are valerian, lemon balm and hops. Okay, well, you're right. I haven't come across glycine. Can you tell us about that? Well, as an amino acid, glycine is involved with building protein in the body. But not many people realise glycine has also been thoroughly investigated for its effects in sleep. There's been a number of trials, and a lot of them have been done in Japan by Japanese researchers, that have found that poor sleepers who took a dose of three grams of glycine before bedtime had improved sleep quality and sleep duration. But on top of that, it also helped them fall asleep more quickly and to reach the deep sleep state more quickly as well. So the thing that I like about glycine is it's really safe. It doesn't give you the next day hangover effect. You don't get addicted to it. And you start to sleep better at night. So chances are you're not going to need banana nap during the day. So it's a really nice one. So do we know how glycine works? This is where it gets really interesting. So the research has shown that glycine helps us to get to a deeper stage of sleep more quickly, which is also known as the deep non-REM sleep. Now, this is important because it's an important part of the sleep cycle, which helps us to feel more refreshed the next day. The other thing it's been shown to do is to gently reduce core body temperature, which triggers the body's natural progression into sleep. It's a little bit like um, when you have a hot shower before bed or a hot bath before bed and you jump into bed and your body starts to cool down. It's that process of cooling down that can trigger that feeling of falling into sleep. And that's what glycine does. Well, it's an it's a fascinating ingredient, that's for sure. So how do we take it? And also, how quickly should we expect results? Well, glycine is usually found in a powder form, like a lot of amino acids. And it can be found together with other types of minerals. And the mineral I think it works really well with is magnesium. So what you would do is take some powder, mix it into a small amount of water, and take it about an hour before bedtime. Now, the research shows that it can work well within a couple of days, so it may not work as effectively on the first night as it will on the seventh night. So just keep taking it, takes a little bit of time, start building up in the body, and then it will start to work. Okay, so good evidence there, and give it some time to work if necessary. Now, earlier you also mentioned three popular herbs for insomnia. I've heard of valerian, so can we start there? 
Yeah, sure. Um, look, herbs are really popular. I know we've got a range of herbal teas downstairs in my kitchen as well and we take at bedtime and valerian is one of those ones that's just really well known. And I guess the reason why is it's been used for thousands of years. So it was first used by the ancient Greeks where it was used to treat sleep disorders. So it is one of those traditional herbs that everyone knows about and it does work. The thing that I like about it is it's quite gentle and now the benefits have been confirmed in controlled studies as well. That's good. So can you tell us a bit more about the evidence? Well, the research on valerian has looked at its role in improving sleep quality. So how long people sleep for and how restful the sleep is. It's also been investigated for its role in something called sleep latency, which just means how long it takes someone to fall asleep. Now, there was a big systematic review in the American Journal of Medicine that looked at 16 randomised controlled trials that had over a 1,000 people in there, and it showed that taking valerian significantly increased sleep quality compared to the group taking placebo, and it also reduced the time taken to fall asleep. So I'd call that strong evidence. Wow. But like everything, Pam, you've got to take the right dose, and this is where some people fall down. They might try valerian for a night or two, and it didn't work for them, and when I talk to people that I do ask them about the dose they've taken and chances are they've not taken enough. So the dose you need to look at is between 400 and 900 milligram of a valerian extract tablet Mm -hmm. each night and you've got to take it around two hours before bedtime because it takes some time to start getting absorbed in the body. And it's a bit like glycine in that you won't get the maximal benefits the first night but as you start taking it each night you start to get better effects and some of the research is showing that it can take three to four nights for some people some people need to take it for a little bit longer even three to four weeks before they notice those maximal effects but the thing I really like about valerian again no physical tolerance no side effects you don't get the next day hangover effect and it's not addictive so it's really nice and gentle and it's it's always so interesting to hear when a herb that's been used for thousands of years is now backed by research I know I love that. I love that, don't you? It's fantastic, (laughs) yes. So you did mention hops and lemon balm as well. So why did you choose those two and how are they used? So hops, again, and lemon balm are traditional medicines, traditional herbal medicines that have been used since the Middle Ages. They reduce stress and anxiety when you use them during the day. If you take them at night time, they promote sleep. And in fact, if you have a look at a lot of the herbal combinations, they contain valerian together with lemon balm and hops, and the three of them together work very well. Now, there has been a range of placebo-controlled studies here as well, looking at valerian combined with the hops and lemon balm. And it has been shown to improve subjective sleep measures, including time taken to fall asleep compared to people using placebo. And this takes two to three weeks, depends on the person, to kick in and get you to maximal effects. But there's one study in particular which I found really impressive. And it showed that eight out of 10 people that use this combination of valerian and hops and lemon balm together reported sleeping much better compared to the placebo group. So I think you'd say eight out of 10 people responding well. That's a really good result. That's fantastic. And it's it's so good to hear that there are some natural herbal remedies that are backed by science that we can go to before anyone needs to, you know, address any sleep issues any further. But before we go, do you have any good lifestyle tips which can also have an impact on sleep? I think everyone recognises that what you do during the day affects how well you sleep at night. So good sleep really does start with daytime habits. So we are a nation of coffee and tea drinkers. I know I love my coffee as well coming from Melbourne. (laughs) But if you've got trouble sleeping, it's important to stop having your caffeine after three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, The other thing to think about is the environment in your bedroom. 
So again, research has shown that people fall asleep more readily in a colder environment. So mm-hmm. avoid being overheated and um, exercise. Exercise can be really good as long as you do it at the right time of the day. So there's been some research from the University of Pennsylvania, and what they found was that specific exercise activities were really helpful. And the ones that they found that were super good were walking, aerobics, cycling, gardening, running, weightlifting, and then yoga and Pilates. So any of those were fantastic. But the key thing there is to find some exercise you would enjoy that you can do regularly and better to do it earlier in the day than just before bedtime. So you've got that chance for the body to restore, relax and gently fall into sleep. So if we can't find an exercise that appeals to us from that list, then there's not much hope for us, I suppose. Well, there's a lot. This yeah. is a big list. <laughs> very good. Uh, look, the other thing I really need to talk about is that um, we've just talked about everyday insomnia today, but for some people it's a lot more serious than that. And it might relate to some other underlying diseases and other conditions. So in those cases, it's best for people to go and see their healthcare practitioner for some further advice. Of course. So to sum up, Leslie, what are your top sleep remedies? We talked about glycine and the dose is three grams a day taken before bedtime. It works really well with the mineral magnesium. So if you can find a combination with glycine and magnesium together, that's great. We also mentioned three herbs and they were valerian, lemon balm and hops, which are also used in combination. And the good thing about all of those are they're gentle, they're non-addictive and um, they're very safe as well to use long term. Leslie, it's been great chatting and thanks again for using the evidence to guide us to some really good natural options. Oh, thanks, Pam. Sleep is one of my favourite topics, something (laughs) we all can relate to. We all need it. Yes. (laughs) You've been listening to Natural Health Simplified, powered by Blackmore's Institute. Thanks for joining us today. And if you have a question or topic you'd like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. So please do get in touch at info at blackmoresinstitute.org. I'm Pam Stone. Thank you for listening.